Hello, uh, hope all's well wherever you are in the world. Uh, so welcome to our second podcast. Uh, this week we managed to sit down with a good friend called Thomas Colster. Thomas uh, wrote the book Good Advertising, uh, which has really uh, it's helped start the movement around uh, doing good in advertising and uh, creating brands that have a purpose uh, that, that sort of try and make the world a better place. Uh, he was also a jury um, at this year's Can Lions. Uh, he was on the jury of the new Sustainable Development Goal Lion uh, uh, Goal Lions jury. Uh, so we asked him some questions about what uh, went down in the jury room uh, and uh, why he wrote his book and where he sees things going. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, so um, I'm here today with uh, Thomas Colster. Um, he's uh, a very handsome Danish guy. Um, I promise that all of our interviews won't be with handsome Danish guys. I know the last one was with Mike Viking, um, but this is uh, uh, he's an amazing chap who we met in Cannes a couple of years ago um, and uh, got to know very well. He uh, wrote the book Good Advertising, uh, which was at the time kind of a, a bit of a a revelation for for the industry and has has turned into something that's it's now a much bigger movement I think um, and uh, so yeah we thought sort of sit down and and have a chat so uh, hi lovely to see you here in London thank you Chris and and so happy to hear from an ex advertising guy that I'm handsome you just know how to sell your podcast and, <laughs> and I'm happy that this is a it's a podcast and it's audio, so people can't really check if this is real I'll, or not. But I'll, let's just put it on the hand tag, handsome guy. That's okay. <laughs> I, I like that. He's very smart too, and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll put a picture though so you can see. It. But um, yeah, I mean, what what uh, I guess what made you initially write the book Good Advertising and. Yes, yeah, so the thing was, I mean, this is like about ten years into my career, and the thing that kind of really sparked it was. Um, to the climate summit in Copenhagen. So back in, oh, that's going to be 2009. We had Tony Blair there. Obama had all the you know big politicians, and like everybody else, I think I hope that you know, yes, we're going to see a climate agreement, and you know, but nothing happened, and I was extremely frustrated. But it's also at that time the first time I saw all these companies advertise all these kind of do-good messages, like we believe in fighting climate change. So I was like. This is kind of odd. I mean, I was brought up in advertising, just you know, selling functional benefits like uh, media, media meat burger or whatever you know, crazy stuff like uh, hygiene pad with extreme sucking power and stuff like that. So for me, that was like a new thing. And I thought, okay, but brands have this amazing connection with billions of people on a daily basis. Why if that was used for something uh, good? And um, and that's kind of the, you know, my simple brain, the only thing I could come up with was combining the word good and advertising. And, and, and suddenly good advertising was there as, as a kind of rallying cry to the industry that maybe we could do things in a different way. Maybe brands could be contributing and not just, you know, be part of the shitty problem that most of the brands, you know, preying on people's insecurities and all that stuff. So that's kind of how it all kickstarted. I mean, for me, it feels like ages ago yeah i think for a lot of brands it's probably still they're still working on it but um yeah I mean, you, you were a member of the jury this year at Cannes um for a new award um remind me what was the award 
before again? For me, I, you know, I always felt that awards do have a place in the sense that we celebrate what can be done with creativity. And for me, I've always felt that we lacked an award that was really celebrating creativity for good, and especially the real impact. And, and what was the second year of the Cannes Awards uh, celebrating sustainable development goals, these um, um, 17 goals that kind of needs to come true if we want to see a, just a slightly better world in 2030. Uh, so for me, that was really interesting to judge that. and. And, and seeing how we can apply creativity to solve some of the, the biggest issues that we're facing today, whether that is climate change, poverty, or whatever it is, what issues. Uh, so, and, and in a way for me, it was also a bit of a full circle in the sense that one of the guys in interviewed for my book, Good Advertising, one of the first guys in interviewed for my book, Good Advertising, was David Droger from Droger oh, wow. 5. And at that time, you know, they were doing lots of interesting stuff in this space. Remember this was a decade ago. And, and uh, so he was a jury president. So for me, I almost felt that suddenly, like a decade later, I was sitting at the same table with a guy that I felt was an absolutely legend in the kind of creativity for good space. So Ken on a personal level blew my mind and, and obviously in the fact that they today take the sustainable development goals seriously is for me a very important uh, development of the industry. What um, I mean, what were some of the? We were talking earlier before we started this about how um, advertising sort of probably gone from doing good advertising for the sake of just sort of sugarcoating something. So they 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 do these things which, on the face of it, looked absolutely amazing, but really weren't impacting very many people. Um, what kind of things are you looking for now, particularly actually even when you were when you were in the jury? You know, perhaps two two parts of this question. What what kind of things were you looking for? And secondly, what what was a good example of something that of a brand or a company that, that was doing something really nice? Yeah, I'm probably always the cynical guy in the room. I mean, I that, you know, even though I'm an optimist, I'm I, you know there's still way too many kind of advertising gimmicky kind of ideas in, in Cannes and, uh, or in any award show uh, uh, in advertising to be honest but I always look at two things and one of them is, is impact so measurable impact uh, so whether that is you actually did lower carbon emissions or you actually did get people to eat a more vegan diet or you actually got people to live healthier lives that sort of stuff quantified not typical and, and then everybody changed or, you know, the, the case study did an amazing, created an amazing awareness. Uh, the second thing is scalability. Uh, I absolutely love ideas that are scalable and that can actually impact. That's just, you know, a local community that can maybe travel from Copenhagen to Cape Town. That sort of stuff always inspires me. Um, and, you know, if I had to add a third thing, it would probably be, you know, bold ideas. Like ideas that really kind of dare to challenge the world and challenge the issues and make us look at some of these things in a completely different way. And one of the ideas that, you know, for me was, you know, mind-blowing was um, a credit card called Dukonomy. Because, you know, one of the things we at some point are going to face in our industry is consumption. And what this credit card is doing is really it's not just putting um, 
um, showing you the, 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 an estimate of the carbon emissions of each purchase you're doing, but they're actually also putting a carbon limit on the credit card. So you're used to like a credit limit, but now I've got the carbon limit. And if you want to, you know, if you want to shop more, you can offset that either through investing in impactful projects or in typical carbon offsetting projects. So for me, that's it was kind of like a game changer, and also kind of shows where if we take creativity for good seriously, this is the sort of stuff the industry can come up with. So it's not just about you know sugar coating or coming up with a new clever packaging or some dumb gimmick. It's, it's really about kind of thinking in new in innovative ways to solve stuff because I mean our industry is so responsible for a lot of the shit that's happening right now in terms of our consumption but also do think that we can use that as uh, as a tool for uh, creating solutions to some of the shit that we brought people into in the first place. Makes a lot of sense here. I saw that carbon credit card uh, thing. It's a genius idea. I love the idea of going to buy something and suddenly it's like, actually, no, you can't. You can't, you can't make this flight because it's, it's going to put you over your limit. So apologies for the abrupt uh, ending. Uh, Thomas had to uh, dash off to, uh, to catch a, a plane back to Copenhagen. Um, but uh, below, I've uh, in the text of this, I've linked to the case study we were talking about with the uh, uh, do black uh, carbon limit credit card. Um, it's a great one. You should uh, definitely check it out. Anyway, um, we'll be back again soon. Uh, we've got a few people lined up now for these uh, podcasts. Uh, the next time we'll make it slightly longer, I think, and hopefully uh, not have any abrupt endings. But uh, thanks again for bearing with us. And uh, Till next time, uh, big love and enjoy the learning. Cheers.